Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just... The cat just cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad! Touchdown! Kentucky! Touchdown! Kentucky! Victory! Kentucky! Like give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, March 31st, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM for several months. We look forward to, we talked about, we got excited about March. And today is the last day of March. That's how calendars work. This will be it. Tomorrow will be April. And my favorite months of the year, but good riddance. Get out of here. Bye-bye, March. Get the hell out of here. Couldn't couldn't think of a worse March, really. Couldn't think of, Uh, even last year, I think, was worse. <clears throat> um, Dude, I would get, say the, you in time. That's unfortunate. I would Sorry, say the year before would be worse. Yeah, but the year before stunk. We debated that. I think we even talked about that exact scenario. Would you rather be in the tournament or would you rather get upset? And we all said we'd rather be at the tournament. Ultimately, yes, but you would be, and especially when you go into a tournament thinking you're going to do well. It does make the pain even worse. It'd be a lot easier if all of us thought that UK was going to be a first weekend team. And But that would, st- that would stink. That would mean the regular season probably wouldn't have been very fun. And it's always great to have optimism going into March. You're right, Roush. And we did, we did discuss that. The only difference is last year's Final Four was like, okay, is Gonzaga going to take away Indiana's undefeated season? Or is that pesky Baylor team going to finally break through and uh, who cared you know really who cared it, the gonzaga winning and going undefeated that was going to be a storyline we discussed that and all that blah 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 
Uh, but Baylor winning, we were all thrilled with that. Felt like it was a wasted year. That's fine. You had a wasted champion. They're no threat to the big picture. This year, not so much. Uh, not only has it been a depressing and sad march for UK, your biggest blue blood rivals are thriving. So that's that's made all of this even worse. Long story short, I'll be ready when the calendar turns to April. Get this march behind us. Forget about it as much as we possibly can. And hopefully April will be a much better month for for the University of Kentucky Athletics. So we're going to talk about that. We'll, we'll get into all of this today. Justin Kalen is our producer. Justin, how are you? I'm good. Uh, it's another another great day. It's my last work week or work day of the week, so that's always good. But I'm I'm now I'm sitting here wondering your optimism about April. Where exactly in Kentucky athletics is that going to come from? Mm, see, here's here's a great segue, Justin. Team. No, no, no. It's it's not that. It's that like so part of what made last year. Not only exciting, but like you felt like Kentucky got a little bit of its mojo in the offseason. You know, you in the months of April and May, uh, you had assistant coaches change. Um, you felt like that recruiting was going back in the right direction. You got some good guys from the portal. Like, like things, things were going the right way. Ty Ty Washington, he was one of those late bloomer prospects. That went from like, I don't know, 70 or 80th to top 25. And you, you were able to get his commitment. That that all happened in April. And I, and I think part of the malcontent now, not only is with the Final Four, but also this, like, like nothing has happened at all since the season ended. We had Cal's call-in show. Um, and, like, there was, like, a day where we could kind of get worked up all over that. But, like, just nothing's happened. Uh, and I expected at least, I mean, Dante Allen entered the portal. And that's the least like we we you could have seen that coming uh, ten miles away. There's really been nothing of note, and uh, I, I don't want to say it's frustrating, but like I'm like, all right, can we get can we move this thing along? Because right now it's it's just been a whole lot of nothing. So I think that's the the hope that springs eternal this spring during the month of April. Yeah, sense. and uh, there will be there there will be more good news in April. They're just that's that's the time where a lot of news comes down, and 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 I, Roush, I get the frustration, and I think if you were UK and you had the option in your back pocket to sprinkle out some good news, I think it'd be in their best interest to do so. Maybe they just literally don't have good news right now to to sprinkle out. Damien Collins returning, that was news. We're happy about that. That's cool. But I, I agree with you that we're we're still looking for, all right, we don't know. We just want to have more certainty on what the roster looks like next year, even if that means people leaving. Uh, Dante Allen has announced that he's transferring. I wouldn't be surprised maybe if you heard Bryce Hopkins do that in the immediate future. Ty uh, Ty, I, I don't see any situation that he doesn't go to the draft. I would expect sometime in April he announces that, makes that official, and he's out the door. Sharp and Oscar, either way, I'd love something. If if they're leaving, it'd be better to know that they're leaving as soon as possible so you can try to replace uh, Oscar's production as much as you can. You won't be able to, but you can try. And then Sharp, we can assume you can replace what you assume you had there and most likely a score or slasher. Uh, can do a, a several different things. So the sooner you know about those guys, the sooner you can start addressing those needs. Or 
we've already heard UK reaching out to people that could be of addressing those needs. We'll know who UK really wants Roush by who they get commitments from. And if they get a commitment from a seven foot, 260 pound five, okay, that probably either they're telling that dude he's coming in and being a backup. Maybe let's check his numbers to see if back, if this screams backup or not, or most likely it probably tells us what we need to know uh, about Oscar. So you, we, we do, we're kind of in a limbo right now. We don't yeah, even know yeah. who's going for sure. We don't know who's coming in for sure. Uh, I'll say this, the names in the transfer portal up to this point, very, have been a little more underwhelming yeah, than I yeah. was hoping and Very anticipating. Um, not that there's not good players out there, not that UK couldn't already go pull of, like the top players from the transfer portal, bring them in and have a loaded team. They could do those things, but it's there's only like a handful of big names so far. And just the law of averages, UK is not going to get every single one of them. So uh, that's a little concerning, or at least something to keep an eye on. It's still early, all things considered, in the transfer portal game. The college basketball season not yet completed, although this time next week it will be. Uh, so you'll get a few more names as time goes on, as semester's in, more people will decide to transfer. Some people have probably told their schools, no, no, I'm going to be loyal, but they'll go home and they'll start thinking about the the dollars and cents of the decision and, and they'll have a change of heart. But as it stands right now, I'm not panicked. I'm not worried or anything along those lines. But I, I do feel a, a similar sentiment to Roush of anxiousness of like, oh, okay. I wouldn't mind if we got something going, just a little bit of good news. And hopefully, Justin, April will provide more, more newsworthy and good news for UK fans in that regard. Yeah, no, that, that was an aspect I hadn't thought of. Like, it, that is a very busy time of the year for recruiting and, and all, all, just all kinds of sports news for the fall and, and winter sports. I was thinking more athletically, and I was going through my head, uh, softball, baseball, <laughs> track, uh, track could be okay. Uh, yeah, so that's that's where my head was at. Glad to hear the explanation. Yeah, the yes. um, the, the the part of it for me, uh, it's it's like it's hard to move on when nothing's changed, really, TJ. Like, and and to even get to the fun, like even though we're technically in summer radio, you aren't really in summer radio. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what do we, where do we? I can't. I can't even make like bold projections about next season because I have no idea who's going to be on the roster. So um, you know, I'm not rushing guys to get out the door and make their decisions, but uh, it, it and it, it's almost kind of like last year too, where you didn't have the tournament. Normally, the decisions happen within a week or two of the season ending because the seasons would end on the last weekend of the season. It takes a little bit longer uh, now, and so we, we we've been in this limbo period, and I'm. Uh, I'm anxious and excited and ready to to keep moving forward because hell, even um, even our friends down the road, there's not much news to talk about there. Like people don't hire coaches until the coaches convention this week. You know, like they don't. Uh, a, a lot of the the big kind of newsworthy moments, the newsworthy events, they don't they don't happen in, until next month. So um, hey, but we're, we're there. March this good riddance. March suck it. Take out your your suck it and man. Suck it, March 2022. Sounded like you said bold projections when I think you mean you said bold predictions. Um, we won't be doing bold projections for UK basketball next year. No, no, no. We will not. Although, bring back the basketball. Ooh, that was fun. Uh, oh, three or four? 
Mm, I thought it was a one or a three. Um, but Michigan State, Detroit. Yeah. War, largest crowd for basketball game ever. Um, and my friend who went sure. here talked about tough. how miserable it was. Yeah. I, I, I could imagine. Probably not prepared for even being prepared for that crowd. Probably not actually prepared for that crowd. Secondly, I can only like, imagine how bad some of the seats probably were. Right, right. Like they got tickets, but like, of course, you couldn't see the game, <laughs> you know? Yeah, a basketball game in a football stadium. I bet it has been top since then, though. I'm I'm fairly certain it has. But as uh, I I bring it up quite frequently, it was a really fun night, fun memory. But uh, the the 2014 Sweet 16 against Louisville, they set that up in like a quarter stadium setup where they had the basketball court and like the end zone of Lucas Oil Stadium at that field instead of putting it at like midfield field. So everybody's kind of crammed to one side. But yeah, they they sold so many. They were basically just saying we're not gonna. If you want a ticket to this, you're not going to have a good view. But if you want to get in the building, we're not saying no to people. So basically, everybody was allowed in the building. But some people just had – they couldn't even see the court from their seats. Ooh. And, and I, I, I doubt the basketball was that unorganized, but I imagine there was probably some real bad views there. The good news is, TJ, uh, the basketball is, in fact, a Wikipedia entry, and it tells me that it's still the largest crowd ever for a college basketball game. Um, but – they did put the 2010 NBA All-Star Game in Jerry World, and there was 108,000 people there for it, which is yeah. Jerry Jones thing. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Uh, all right, well, what was the number for the basketball game? 78,000. 78,129. I guess I'm a little surprised there hasn't been a Final Four with more than that, although that would be probably around the number. Yeah, yeah. and do, do don't they, like... The thing about that game, too, is I feel like they didn't really uh, accommodate, like they didn't try to really change up the dome to make it more like a basketball arena, where I feel like at least in the Final Fours, the, the way the seats are set up, like it, it is a little bit more accommodating. Yeah, that's even another reason why you would think the attendance possibly could be more is because they, they do. I mean, they put thousands of seats on the field. Uh, obviously, all the student sections are on the field. That's not even taking into consideration all the – fans actual in the stands of the football stadium seating capacity so i'm a little surprised that that number still holds but it's, it's uh, it just means more tj for for the cats you know good for the basketball it rains it rains supreme <laughs> bring it back uh if we're coming up on the 20th year anniversary i don't see why we wouldn't roush so it's either we've just passed it or it's coming up very very soon yeah so, in next year like uh suck at michigan we'll kick that series down the road and just play michigan state again i mean i think we're due to play him in the championship classic anyway right yes we are i'm sure that'll be like one of those you're returning from a tv timeout and they show basketball highlights um, with with like a portion of the uk fan base that thinks that uk has turned into vanderbilt basketball if they did the basketball this year and like just you know twelve thousand people show up at ford field <laughs> there's no enthusiasm for it anymore <laughs> michigan state fans are sick of Izzo. yeah it's the basketball <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, you probably wouldn't be the wouldn't be the the season to do it, but I do think Kentucky fans will get it all together come the beginning of the season, and uh, hopefully it'll be a team. I think it'll be a team that people are going to get excited about, and and all of this moaning and groaning and dooming and glooming will will be behind us. But a big April would go a long way for that, and that starts tomorrow. Roush, it's. 
feeling like spring weather was awesome yesterday. I know that there were some storms tonight. Hopefully everybody's doing all right. Everybody's safe, uh, but it feels like spring. You're getting the spring practice reports, spring football game, not too far away. Maybe we kind of switch gears to football here for a little bit. Sure. We can do that. Which, uh, which part of that football equation would you like to discuss? Because, uh, we did have a little bit of news yesterday, a little bit of drama. Oh, we some drama for your mama. Let's talk about that. Well, uh, I mentioned on the show that Cameron Calhoun was announcing his commitment. And, oh, uh, yes. I, uh, yes. And folks were, uh, were surprised that it was not Kentucky. His graphic uh, looked like it was going to be Kentucky. And then, wham, West Virginia graphic. Uh, so, it, it, man. It, it, it amused me. I personally enjoyed the fake out. Um, cause like, come on, it's recruiting. Like, let's have a little fun here. Um, but the, the part of it that was, I didn't really know how to handle it, TJ, cause you don't want to be sour grapes, but I was talking to somebody on Tuesday and they were like, yeah, you know, um, I don't know if it's going to be Kentucky or not. Like, or not, not, a, I don't know if it's going to be, but I don't, I don't know if he's going to be a take or not for Kentucky. It, you know, that that's a, that's a call for the head coach. And it's like, well, he's not changing his announcement. So what does, what does that mean? Like, I, I didn't really know what to do. Um, so I just was like, all right, well, you know, he's probably going to pick UK, but that could just be an awkward conversation they have. Uh, and then I don't even know what it like. I really was in in new territory, and it turns out that the conversation they had, like, "Hey, just wait," like we're we're not really taking cornerback commitments right now because we've got a lot of uh, irons in the fire. And he was like, "Well, I'm I'm still going to commit on Wednesday." He wanted to commit, so he had the UK graphic ready, and then just did a hard cut and put West Virginia through the West Virginia graphic in there. So. A lot of uh, a lot of drama. I don't think the folks at UK were too happy that it it really looked like a a burn on them. Uh, whenever you have the West Virginia graphics show up, but it was a very. Uh, I mean, it, it was it, it amused me the kind of stink that it made over a kid committing in March. You know. Yeah. That. Ooh. Uh, so basically a kid was going to pick UK or wanted people to think he was going to pick UK and then swerved and pick West Virginia. But in reality, he didn't have an offer from UK. Yes. They were like, dude, just come to camp this fall or come to camp this summer. And then, you know, maybe you're a take later on that sort of deal. Um, which you know what, it could end up being a thing down the stretch where they end up taking him. But, uh, like I, I do think TJ that, Kentucky likes his teammate more, Jermaine Matthews, the, the the other cornerback. I mean, both kids were all state for Wenton Woods, who who won a Division II title in the state of Ohio last year. That's the equivalent of winning the five A title in Kentucky, except you know Ohio football. There's there's a, there's a lot more uh, Division One talent there, so they're a good football team. They got some good players, um, and he you know he was first team all state. But uh, as of right now, they really like his teammate Jermaine Matthews, uh, Christian Conyer. The kid from South Warren, Kentucky's really kind of pushed their chips in on him um, as, as Tennessee. They're trying to make a push, but UK's making him a priority as an in-state kid. Uh, and then they also hosted Avery Stewart over the weekend, a four-star kid from Alabama. Um, so th they're, they're, they've got a lot of different options at cornerback, and that's why they were really wanting this kid to just wait before making a commitment um, because they don't want to scare any of those guys off. 
maybe down the road he 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 crushes it at camp this summer um and they ended up you know trying to flip him from west virginia but as of right now that that's that's kind of where things stand it's just so weird though tj to like preemptively like right like yeah i don't know if this kid's a take like write an article about that too like it's just a it's a very strange dynamic we have right now in football recruiting the the offer versus the committable offer because you don't want to like you don't want to make the kid feel but like it's, it's just odd i i i feel like i got a I'm, I'm walking on glass tiptoeing around it um because it is such a a, a weird a weird thing we got going on right now well, that's a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing that you don't feel that, you know, any just three-star kid you got to go after and try to land. Um, there have would and there would be recruiting classes and there have been recruitments where somebody like Cameron Calhoun would be the gym of the class or if not the gym, mm-hmm. at least one of the ones you get most excited about or you felt like was one of the biggest recruiting victories. And now to the point where he didn't, he picked West Virginia over Kentucky, but Kentucky wasn't offering him a spot. So was he really picking West Virginia over Kentucky? And that's fine. And you're right. Maybe UK, he seems like a good enough player. Maybe UK comes calling somewhere down the line. I want to turn the attention. How do we feel about the big dog tweeting that out there? He tweets out, don't believe the hype. Not every offer is committable. Maybe some schools will take commitments early. We don't have to do that now. Go big blue. What do we think about that, Roush? Let's just give honest opinions. Justin, I want your take on it. Obviously, you know Vince Marrow. He's the main recruiter for UK, the big dog, number two paid guy in the football program. Roush, what do you think? I think they, that UK does not want any sort of message out there that West Virginia can beat them for a recruit they want. And that was the impetus behind it, but I don't think it was necessary. Don't think it was necessary. Gotcha. Gotcha. Justin? Read it one more time for me. What are you, what was, what are you doing? What you got going on over there? I was looking at the text line. I, I was listening, but I, I didn't hear the quote. I heard Coach Marrow, what do you think about tweeting out? And then you went to Roush. So Un- Anybody that listens to radio in this town, you tell me a radio show that has a producer that sometimes just doesn't listen to the radio show that they're producing. It's everyone in town. Justin, I thought you were better. I thought you were better. The Rutherford show. Give me a break about that radio (laughs) producer. So you're in good company, at least, with every other producer in town. But still, sheesh. uh, Anyways, uh, we're just moving past it. Um, I don't. Here's my issue with it. Don't offer somebody if it's not committable. And Roush, I know you're probably going to give me a lecture about, oh, well, it's that's the game. You no, no. offer people, you do this, you do that. Don't offer somebody if it's not committable. Boom, problem solved. Yeah, see, and I, th- I too, think it's very dumb, um, but that is, like, common practice now. And that's so, and that's so silly. Like I, I like, I, I do love that Vince will do this and I wish more coaches would do it. And he's not alone in doing this, but he is easily the leader in doing it. And goodness gracious, wouldn't it be such a novel concept from somebody on the basketball side of things to do this? But he is almost your gateway. Like, you'll have you, you'll have Luckett, you'll have Roland, you'll have people that will put out their inside football information. But sometimes I like that it just comes straight from the source. Vince coming out and basically saying, hey, this recruit, 
he was not a priority for us is basically in what he is saying. Right. He's not a priority for us. Don't sweat it. Life goes on. But one almost feels like it's a little bit of a shot. I think that's a little immature from an adult. Uh, secondly, I the committable offer thing is really dumb. You're right, Roush. That's not unique to Kentucky. That's all across college football. But it's a pretty simple concept. You want a player, you offer them. You don't want a player, or you're not sure if you want to offer them at this time, hey, we really like what we see from you. We're going to need to see a little bit more. You keep working at it this summer, and you we will offer you at that time. Boom. That ain't an offer, buddy. Everybody can read between the lines there. And then, of course, you always do have the outliers of the kids who don't actually get offered, but they took a nice, warm-hearted conversation as an offer, and that's a whole different can of worms, different conversation for another day. But just in this instance, one, don't offer a kid if you don't actually want them pretty easy. Or if you do offer them and then time passes and you come back and you say, listen, when we offered you, our, our big board was a little different. We still like you right now. We're not taking commitments, but we could do that later on. I just feel like being an adult and mature in these situations is always the way to go. But I do like that Vince sometimes will what what's it called when you break uh, you stare at the camera you in a movie? The fourth wall. Yeah. You break the fourth wall. I like that he breaks the fourth wall. We'll basically just talk to fans and say, "Hey, don't sweat this one. wasn't a priority for us. We move on to the next one." I love that he does that. More every program needs at least one guy that does that, or a few that do that. That just basically can talk to the fans uh, here and there. And while people can be confused or scratching their head, they'll come out and they'll kind of. They'll, they'll clear things up for us. I just think I would go about it ever so slightly differently, although I realize I'm being a little picky with that. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know that I like it. Let's hear it, Scoots. I'm I, I just – I don't know. I, I'm just so used to the way things used to be, and I feel like now in the – especially technology, technology, information technology specifically, that everybody needs to know what's always going on. But back in when we were kids, we didn't know what was going like, – a kid could come visit and this whole scenario could play out when we're, when we're kids and nobody would ever know about it. Coach wouldn't have to say what happened. The fans didn't have to know what was going on, but now in the day we live in, everybody needs to know what's going on at all times. I just don't feel like it's necessary. Wow. I thought he was going to go a different direction with the offer saying he just doesn't like people having information at their hands. Like we live in, I, I just don't, I just, I don't know that they, people need to know all that. Like him, him saying that. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think that I really do. I think that's awesome that coaches will do that and, and reach out to their Twitter following. But I just, it just seems like an unnecessary step to me. People need to know what happened to that kid. Kentucky doesn't want him. Kids not going to the Kentucky. That's it. Period. Yeah, but we didn't know that. I mean, here he, he is. He's got a, right. he's got a yeah. graphic that's right. like, I'm going to UK, and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm going to West Virginia. And then you had Goobers going on radio yesterday talking about how they think he's going to go to UK. I, I think some clarification was totally necessary. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't completely disagree. I, I do like the clarification aspect. I just I just wish everybody didn't wasn't so damn needy about needing to know everything. We gotta well, get but, you. A, we gotta get you a take that you're gonna stand on, not back down from. You back down a little bit from that one, Justin. I, 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 for how? How did I back down? I, I, well, I, 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 I like. I, I like that he did it. I, I understand. I like it. It's that. I just. I don't like it. No, no. I. I. The transparency from the coaches is what I like. I. I do like that. I just. I don't like everyone's need for information. That's my stance. Okay, 
<laughs> dumb as, so as dumb as you may think it yeah. is, that's my stance. No, I don't think it's a dumb stance. I think it's a wild take, and you didn't do the best I just, I just job. Clamor- you, did, you didn't do the best job explaining it, which makes your position a little bit more isolated. But I respect your opinion, Justin. You're a smart guy. Basically, what it comes down to is I clamor for the days of old, like when we were kid and no kids, nobody. It was all a guessing game. It was much more fun then. Roush, Justin wants to go open up the cat paws and figure out what happened the last month. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? He'll figure out what happened the next month, a month later. Yep. That, that's how he's going to operate. Um, <laughs> but you know what? That's, that's, that's a fun way to go about it. He's a, he's a simple man. He doesn't ask for much. One, he doesn't need all time. the fancy bells and whistles. Doesn't need I do, bed frames. I do think it's good just from like a, from the kids' perspective that they understand now like the difference like I, I, I think the the knowledge of because yeah when we were in high school I wouldn't have known a difference between a committable offer or not and maybe that's more a more recent development um, within the last ten years but I mean I even saw a guy like explaining on like a TikTok how do you know if you have a committable offer or not and a lot of it is have you talked directly to the head coach about your offer and B did they ask you to come work out for them at camp? Because a lot of times, really what this does, Justin, is they they give a kid an offer and it it helps, like, sometimes they're doing them a favor and it helps, like, add to their resume and build up their recruiting profile so most more schools will get on them. Um, and also, they do that just to, like, curse them early favor. Like, you know, that. Kentucky offered Keontae Goodwin when he was in seventh grade. A lot of that was a gesture, a sign of like, we really like you, kid, and we, we want to let you know that we're going to be your day one. So, like, there there's a lot of s- uh, symbolism in it, uh, but it really doesn't matter until you work out for them and you show them that you're good enough to be there. Like, if if the kid's going to run fast enough at a camp, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, at least, it, it's a, I think it's a dumb practice, TJ. I'm, I'm with you, but I'm at least glad that people are more aware of now how the game works and how you kind of need to play it. We need to change the verbiage is what needs to happen. I totally I, – I get all of it. And you you offer somebody when they're young, if they turn out to be a superstar, hey, remember one of the first schools to offer you? Guess who believed in you? If the kid doesn't pan out, you just don't answer their phone calls or text messages and they get the idea that way um in in due time there are people out there that have a similar sentiment to justin of like you know it's not so much i don't want information but if i don't know about offers or priorities i can't get too caught up about which was committable how high on the big board were these people you know you just show me the commitment list when it's done and I can do my own research on them or I'll look at the star rankings when they're when the dust is all settled on them I don't need to know every offer everybody who turned down UK everybody that included UK in their top 17 I'll I'll figure it out when it's all said and done now most of those people wouldn't work in sports uh, because I think that's what makes somebody a sports fan is the day-to-day and that's what the social media era has done for recruitments is given the average fan an inside look to the day to day. But as the big dog wolfed out to everybody yesterday, yesterday is that it's not always so black and white. Uh, just remember that while you're up to the day to date of what's going on in a recruit recruits head, you're only sometimes seeing one side of the story. In this instance, the big dog said, here's the second side of the story. 
we didn't really want this kid, not at this time at least. So that's recruiting 101 if you needed a refresher on this stuff. Football recruiting, it's even different than basketball recruiting. It's a mm-hmm. whole different animal and uh, truly is 365, 24-7, never stops. And there's game within games and recruitments, and it's a, it's a whole big thing. All right, we're going to hit a break. We're going to come back. We're going to probably read some advertisements, and then we will get into the text line potentially. There's a few other quick hitters I want to get to. A big storyline out there as well that we'll get to as well. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on a Thursday. It's DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. And what exactly are your demands? We need more lemon pledge. With Walker and Roush. We're not responsible for that. You should just bring it from your own home. No. Got out of town on a boat from the Southern Islands. Sailing every. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 961. 1450 on the AM in the Louisville area. We'll tell you about the podcast here in a second. Brun DMC tweets into the show and says, need to return to a former time where both programs and recruits have MySpace style top eights. Yeah, just go back to MySpace. You get an idea of the player just based on what song they had on their MySpace page. Roush, which which song did you have? Oh, man. Um, probably Pimping All Over the World, Ludacris. That's a good one. That's a good mm-hmm. one. That that sends off a a good a good feeling. I wasn't going to mm-hmm. say vibe, not just strictly for the Plumley bro, but that sends off a a good atmosphere on your page just for anybody that's going and creeping you out. No, yeah, it's a very uh, you you get happy when you hear the dun, dun, dun. oh yeah, it's a great one. How, how could you not? How could you not? I know a popular one for girls back then was Box to the Left. Everything you own to the oh, from Rihanna. Man. Yeah, that was a really popular <laughs> oh, one. Rihanna. Yeah. Huh. I'm embarrassed to admit that I had Augustana Boston. Oh, they man. go to Boston just because I like Boston. Um, I not, my wife. I, I, was a I somehow missed that song the first time around, and my wife tried playing it for me. Like, this is a good song. I was like, this is horrendous. I cannot, like, no. I, I, I do still like the song, but it's very whiny, like punk, just teenage boy rage. Yeah, yeah, and she she probably listened to a little bit more of that that alt stuff than I did. Um, but yeah. you know, there's some good songs from that genre, like the uh, the dirty little secret. That was a fun song. The uh, Great song. most of the Blink One Eighty Two catalog, totally damn for. Um, who who would if we if we had to rank those like early two thousands bands that they all kind of sounded the same. Uh, who who would you, your your three doors downs of the world your your creeds because yeah people were jamming to Creed and Nickelback who who would be the best of the best of that bunch? I, I this may be this may not apply, but could I give it like a Red Hot Chili Peppers? <sighs> yeah, can I do that? Because they yeah. they're great, obviously. See, I think they're like they're better than that bunch though. Like they they're, they transcend they're not as punk- more than. Yeah, yeah. 
Like they weren't as like teenage angsty, you know, like like third eye blind, I, I, I put I, up there towards the top. Was third eye blind angsty though? They they seem more happy go lucky. Yeah, but like they would do like the three AM and I'm feeling lonely, you know. They they had their fair share of sad songs. Yeah. Give yeah, me all okay. Mary Jacks all day. See, and that that's like the, the killers. The, yeah, the, those are like right in that wheelhouse. I like the just, killers. Did you see them when they did uh when they did Forecastle a few years back? Old Fork Castle? Nope, I didn't see them. It's so strange to me that that song is like uh, high school kids now just love to jam out to it. And like it was a good song, don't get me wrong, but I of, of all of the songs from that that era, I'm surprised that that one is the one that jealousy I, like. I was and still am a big modest mouse fan and we yes. saw them at fort castle what was that justin i said yes yes is it on baby float on I, love uh, modest you, mouse. you also you okay good i don't know if you were just confirming that i do in fact like modest mouse <laughs> in which case i, I would I, I always love affirmation from a second source for personal information so uh good stuff there good stuff all around justin but i saw them at fort castle and they put on one of the worst live shows i've ever seen it was it was pretty disappointing oh man i, I still i still love them i'd still go see them again but the lead singer uh, supposedly he's gotten clean um or has been clean for a long oh. time but it was not the performance of somebody that seemed to be clean but i'd never seen modest mouse in person and supposedly this is just kind of how their live shows go he'll just kind of do his own thing mumble into the microphone a lot some songs will be like literally perfect like it sounds like it's on the radio and then the next three will just be muffled garbage and not very good uh, i i wasn't as familiar with that if there's any modest mouse fans text into the thornton's text line and just <laughs> and, and tell me if that was just a one-off because people there were because everybody there was kind of like we can't even understand anything that he's saying for a few songs and other people are like that's just i forget what the lead singer's name is but they're like that's just so and so he's one of the strangest live performers out there is there oh, any that's that a bummer. People just yanking our chains yeah it was pretty wild roush so like i'm not a huge live music guy to begin with um uh -huh. although i like it i enjoy it more now although since the pandemic i don't know the last time i've i've gone and seen a live show but um that was interesting certainly so the guy one of so modest mouse lead singer was the fellow we had on magnolia lane yesterday it sounds like oh gosh yeah justin and i were Diesel, dri driving out of the neighborhood and looked like there was a zombie walking around oh, oh it, it really like justin and i were like how are we gonna get what are we how are we gonna approach this how are we gonna get around this person walking, everything turned walking out right okay. in the middle of the road yes Somewhere. fear not Everything turned out okay, Justin. You know, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite parts about social media is seeing you talk to all the all the girls on Facebook. You there's a song that girls think of you on Facebook. What was that all about yesterday? That was a couple of my friends in college. One was a girl, one was a guy. So what was, what was basically? The song? I had uh it was it was just zach brown i don't think they named a song i think it was the band because that's oh, when okay. i was in college that's literally all i would listen to like nothing else zach, like brown, zach brown band 24 7. no i i never really cared much for the chicken fried song it was oh it was you were deep cuts guy. yeah oh yeah, yeah deep yeah. cuts 
Deep cut that way. Hammer in a nail. That's it. I mean, oh, when I, so I look at my face, I look at my Facebook memories every day and I like to see what pops up. And if anything's pertinent, I feel like I need to comment on it. If, if I see people I miss, haven't talked to in a while, I'll, I'll do that sort of thing. It's not out of the ordinary. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be better if I had the actual status pulled up. But it was something like, can't drive down the road without hearing Zach Brown band and thinking of you, Scooter Dingus. And then Scooter commented and was like, that's 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 right lady or something like that and no i said, uh, I, said I, just, hopefully, I said i hope that's still the case he's just like a sweet romantic i think i mean <laughs> I'm, you're, just nice, I'm just a nice guy you're 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 if he if he works with your wife watch out but i think what you're I just mean? a big big softy i think you you got a big heart buddy definitely yeah. Text into the Thornton's text line. Let Justin know how big of a heart he's got. 502-414-1450. And Popeye Thornton's on your way into the office today. Folks, when I tell you that you could put both your fists together and a Thornton's donut is still bigger than that, you're just going to have to test me out. Yep. Send a picture into the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page because I'll take a Thornton's donut against your fist any day of the week, and a Thornton's donut will be much more delicious to take to the face. Uh, they've got all shapes, all sizes, different types. They're fresh every morning, so it's not like you've got yesterday's donuts or anything like that. They don't they don't do that at Thornton's. Everything there is fresh. Their breakfast sandwiches, their breakfast burritos, their fruit as well. So if, if you want to just grab a nanner to go with your donut so it's like, hey, look, I'm eating something healthy, feel free to do it, and it's, it's going to be great at Thornton's. So check them out. Send a text into the Thornton's text line. Uh, maybe we just do a few texts now. What do you think? Are you, are you, are we, is we talking horses today? Yeah. 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 Arkansas Derby and Florida Derby this weekend. So EJ Clark's going to hop on uh, here in 30 minutes or so. Okay. That's, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. Uh, sounds pretty, pretty good. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, let's see. Run DMC is letting us know that his Modest Mouse is one of his favorite bands. My Morning Jacket is another one. I bet says, that, that, those Saints shows sold out in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, did they already? I didn't even know they went on sale. So I guess no tickets for TJ, huh? I know at least the Airquay Amphitheater one was gone just like that. Um, but uh, And they also had some weird errors on the site where it couldn't it, it was a whole ordeal of people trying to get tickets for both events so the, the one on the waterfront you still might be able to get to but either way it was a is a mess remember when i took you to that U of L game yeah chickens ever going to come to roost on that maybe because I, I know there's a concert at iroquois amphitheater that i would just love to go to well, which one my morning jacket. We we're just talking about it, dude. Come on. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going. I'm not have tickets to that. Like, come on. Roush, I'm, I'm not tickets. No, I'm never. I'm never sad. I'm not a big fan of theirs. Like, I, I I enjoy their music, but I don't. I know like one song, so like I'm not going to go out of my way to wait in line. And this like, is the biggest surprise of all time. Yeah, yeah. I just I, MMJ were like I, I enjoy them. I don't dislike them, but I never got into them. So, like, I'm not going to be clamoring to get tickets at the amphitheater when they're sold out in, like, a second, you know? What's so. their biggest song? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's probably... The one I know is Holding On to Black Metal. I like that song. Probably different for different folks. One Big Holiday, I think, would be 
universally, if it was like family feud style, I think that would probably be number one. I, I like to think I have a pretty wide base of music knowledge, but I literally don't think I ever heard them at all. They're not a rate. They, they, their music is not like radio music. It's only being played on like the, the public radio stations. I mean, Nick, I had yeah. live wires a kid, so I don't want to brag or yeah. anything, but I mean, I had lime wire as well. I think everybody in America had lime, oh, lime wire, wire, but like <laughs> I yeah. said lime <laughs> wire. that's the Mountain Dew. <laughs> I didn't. Was my neighbor did never burned a CD in my life. Um, just brother and sister did well, it. So if I ever all. needed one, come come get they me. would. They they would just they would do it. Yeah, never got into LimeWire. I don't know. I guess I was just too busy playing sports and hanging out outside. Yeah, and been macking on the honeys, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was going to say. Um, no, they they. I'm not. I'm just, I'm not a big mu- music person altogether, but I do think my morning jacket's good. But that that would have thought you would have been like their number one fan, Roush. Yeah, yeah no, it, especially them being from Louisville. That sounds right up my alley. But I just you know like I enjoy it, but I'm not I'm not all about it. If that makes sense. Um, I know Billy Strings is also a popular guy, but like it's so hard for me to like get into new music now. Uh, but I know he's coming to the amphitheater for like three nights this summer. And I might try to get into one of those shows. I have some friends who uh, they used to sneak in quite frequently. I think that's more difficult now than it once was, but um, yeah, either way. Well, we'll, we'll try to get a, a, a concert night together. I gotta, we gotta check out the air amphitheater lineup this summer. All right. Sounds good to me, buddy. A texter on the Thornton's text line, five zero two four one. 1450 says the Cal haters are so desperate to get everyone to turn on him. A lot of us like him and think he's the best coach for this program. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there's, there's certainly like message board campaigns that are trying to sway people. seems like there's a little bit of a following on the message boards for the move on from Cal train. Um, they're, yelling into the clouds for the most part because he's he's got to be the coach for this upcoming season and even if this upcoming season didn't go well i would imagine you would give uh you'd give him probably one more at that point there's just this weird little thing called loyalty in sports and that run from 15 to if you want to take it to 17 if you want to cut it off at 15 if you want to take it up to 19 if you want to take it up to 20 you know whenever you want to draw the line of like when things quote unquote started getting so bad and cow quote unquote needed to start changing um they were really good and they were really fun. And there was a lot of really, really great players that came in to the program. Um, so sometimes there are people out there and Mitch Barnhart does seem to be a pretty loyal person. Sometimes it may be to a fault. And in this instance, potentially, but when somebody provides you so many great memories at that point, the loyalty feels more deserved. And that's what we have in this instance. And also uh, to take it off kitty gloves, people that want him gone are just generally dumb people. No offense. Um, you can want to change, but it just doesn't check out the fact that UK has been a title contender three out of the last four years. So if it's your personal opinion, you just want to try something new, I guess that doesn't make you um, a dumb dumb. But if you're doing it because you feel like the results have been bad or you don't feel like Kentucky's been a title contender, then you're beyond help. And at that point, you just should be ignored. So... I like I like the loyalty aspect. I mean, the Cardinals just took back a washed up Albert Pujols just because of all the great memories he has with them. 
No, I didn't. I didn't. I must have missed that. Although baseball, oh, yeah. I, I don't even feel like I'm having to avoid baseball news. I'm not even seeing it anywhere. So Albert Pujols back with the Cardinals for one year. So I mean, yeah, that, that speaks to the loyalty that you just touched on. Yeah. <laughs> will he play? Will he be like an everyday starter, or will he just be like he, he they got the universal so, DH now? So yeah, he's good. So he'll be. He, I guess they got a righty and a lefty. So th- those guys will switch depending on the pitching matchup. By the way, the NL is such cowards. I, I I've got a buddy who's a fan of an NL team, and he you know it's the way baseball is meant to be played. You you have the pitcher, and they throw the ball, and then they go and they bat the ball too. It's the it's the good old fashioned way. And I was like, pitchers suck at batting, so why wouldn't you rather watch somebody that's actually good at batting bat? And what do you know? Now the NL comes around, so suck yeah, it but- to the NL. I hate it because now we don't get the awesome pitching memories or the hitting pitcher hitting memories. Like think back to Bartolo Colon. He hit what three, four, five homers in his career. We don't get that if he doesn't get the bat, and that sucks. Well, even though like I did, that they uh, they did make an exception for Otani, where if he pitches and is the DH, they he can be taken out as a pitcher but stay in the game as a dh and keep hitting well love that they were just like we're gonna make a rule to let him just keep hitting well i don't even think that should be like a rule uh, if you have a dh he is dh okay mm-hmm. and then for uh when they're playing defense he is pitcher I, that, that seems like that'd be common sense and while i was just bashing the the sentiment that like having a DH is cheap or, or something along those lines. I did like that you had two different leagues with two different rules. I thought that that was yeah. unique about baseball. I thought that mm-hmm. that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I did like it. Now I did. I was just happy that the team I root for was on the other side of not having to watch pitchers bat, but Justin totally agree with you. And if, while I kind of laughed at the old timey argument, there is a there is a sentiment of like, oh, they do it one way. The other league, they do it another way. And then I loved in the World Series, just p- based on which ballpark you were playing at. Bada boom, bada bing. You had to follow those rules. That 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 was neat. I'll miss that. Yeah, for sure. R.I.P. A texture says life as a UK fan. Chris Livingston looks great dominate and will be a force at uk 20 minutes later chris struggles at the free throw line which we all know what that'll mean come march 2023 god i apologize for making a deal with you in 2014 can we just call it even now and move on (laughs) honestly i think something something evil happened at lucas oil in 2014 four minutes to go UK U of L. What was the UK down? We talked about that rash down they, seven. They, they closed on a fifteen to four run. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think they were down seven. Yeah, that under TV timeout. They always seem a little longer in the tournament. Somebody did some something unnatural, I think. And since then, it's just been at some point it's been like a carrot dangled on a stick for us, and then other times we've just had a boot in our back pushing us into the mud. Um, enough, somebody. Rever- reverse it. Make it stop. Put it in reverse, Terry. Back <laughs> up, Terry. Which, by the way, Terry Wilson, back in town. He <laughs> at UK. Which, that video, I wish they didn't delete it because that video was objectively funny if they didn't just do it after he had suffered a traumatic injury. 
It's like, oh, guys, just read. Roush is referring to the SEC Network video of where they used that audio for Terry Wilson getting sacked. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the timing, <laughs> the timing of it was poor, unfortunately. Um, still, you know, I don't think they it, they they didn't mean anything. Right. They didn't mean anything by it. But yes, he's back and he's throwing balls to Wandell. Yeah, just like we all hoped. Finally, finally well, making it happen. But yeah, they've they've actually blocked off uh, interviews from nine fifteen till noon today when talking to former dudes in the pro, like doing their pro day stuff, and also um, the 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 post practice stuff today. So a lot of interviews today. Uh, but I actually had one late last night that I I would like to discuss after the break because it was it was fun and it was fascinating. If Justin, I, if I what, say so myself, what do you think? We're gonna let them discuss it. Uh, we could maybe give him five. We will, we'll talk about it during the break and we'll figure it out. Roush. We're going to have EJ Clark on at hour number two. We'll talk some horse racing. We'll get your text on the Thornton's text line. A lot of good ones. Can't uh, look forward to reading those. Don't go anywhere. Hour two of Kentucky roll call coming up next here on the big exports radio. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen. Thinking all the time, 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 time. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on the Big X. Ninety-six one FM, fourteen fifty AM, KRC replay of the show, not the entire show, as Justin would want everybody <laughs> to know. Nine to eleven on the Big X. Same way you're listening now, you could listen. So if you didn't get to hear some part of the show, or for whatever reason you just want to hear us twice, that's the way to do it. If you can't listen live, we suggest the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search or Google Kentucky Roll Call. And Roush, that podcast is brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Spring is sprung, you know, started off on the right foot. Feel refreshed by enjoying a little bit of all organic, full spectrum CBD from Cornbread Hemp. They've got a variety of products. And if you haven't tried it today, we highly recommend it. Just put in the promo code BIGX, B-I-G-X, at checkout at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll get 30% off your order. 30 percent off at cornbreadhemp.com so what are you waiting on try it out today at cornbreadhemp.com yeah and hopefully they are part of the big x sports radio family for ever uh, i love their products so I, I would love to be able to talk about them uh, they they are great i'm going to talk about them a little bit more here in a second but i could see them at some point being like hey folks 30 percent that's just too much We'll bring that bad boy down to 25 or 20 percent. So get it while it's 30. Who knows? Hopefully it's like that forever. But 30 percent, it is nice when you go to the checkout, you push in Big X and you're like, oh, sweet. That's a significant amount of money. I like that. 
Secondly, Roush, we are knee deep into mating season on the farm. Uh, I don't live on a farm, but sometimes it seems a little bit like a farm. Mm-hmm. And the noises, it's just, it's all in the storm last night. And there was just squacking and squalling and quacking and calling. And I couldn't take it. The cornbread hemp goes a long way and just being able to kind of tone out all that noise, relax. If my head's pounding, this helps just calm me down, relax me. And this is a good time. You're right. Spring is sprung. It is springtime. Yeah. Oh. Very happy springtime is here. Uh, th- it's the final two weeks of prep races. We're going to get EJ Carr to to come on here in a moment to talk about it. But first, I did want to share that uh, a story that came out yesterday. The WWE is holding tryouts for college kids. A lot of them are athletes, either current or former. And one of them is Abule Abadi Fitzgerald, who just wrapped up his five-year career playing defensive line at Kentucky. And I spoke with him last night. And Abule's stories is so interesting, TJ, because he grew up in Nigeria. He moved to America when he was 12 to play basketball. And about halfway through high school, they're like, you should try out this football thing. You're a pretty good athlete. Ends up getting an SEC scholarship last year in his final year. He started nine games, had two and a half sacks, stripped Hendon Hooker uh, on one play last year. Now he, he's ready to move on. And he's just like, yeah, I'd I just checked my Instagram DMs and I had a message from the WWE. He's like, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I was just shocked there for a while. Um, and now, you know, he's he, he was like, yeah, I was in the wrestling ring. It was so much fun. And there's Triple H. And he's like, 15 years ago, I was watching Triple H with my family in Nigeria. Like, that was, it was soccer, wrestling, and school. Like, that was what they did. Uh, and he's Kentucky like. Kentucky football. <laughs> but he's like uh he i mean he had 40 siblings and they were like doing wrestling moves on each other and now he's wrestling in front of triple h it's just a a wild wild turn of events for a boule but he really liked it uh i thought it was kind of cool like just hearing like how like so what do they do uh, apparently they had like an intro to promos class they kind of sit you in a classroom and tell you the structure and kind of how that needs to go the kind of confidence you need they wanted him to think about his character um what that might be and uh and also they conditioned them physically to kind of work on some of the moves and he was like you know football football does help with the conditioning to a degree because it's a lot of short burst stuff but it still was it's like i was pretty whooped i gotta make sure i get a good night's sleep so uh to be ready for day two it's a three-day trial um but he's he's cooking up his character, his alter ego. I gave him some advice, TJ. I, I was like, you know, Abule, you're one of those. You're 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 a really good talker, but you're and you're kind of goofy. But you're a quiet guy. Maybe you're the kind of fun, goofy guy. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde situation where somebody I don't know maybe slaps you or something like that, and then you just lose your mind and you just start throwing people all around the ring. I was like, maybe that's your go-to. And he he was like, dude, it's like you're reading my mind. So uh, I, I hope he can. I hope he makes the cut. It would be so much fun to to watch him uh, in a wrestling ring in the future. Well, we wish him well. That I, I saw that story. I, I thought it was just strange that they kind of like slid into the to the DMs. But if he's excited about it, sounds like a pretty cool opportunity. I'm sure he'd be great at it. I'm just not a wrestling guy, so. Dumb question. Would the so he'd just be in the show, or would he be in like the minor leagues of the wrestle 
of so the rest. But basically, they're doing this because they don't. They feel like they've got a bad developmental program. Like it's taken too long to just bring people up through their NXT product. So I think what they would do is they would take. They've got like 50, 45 or fifty three. I forget how many. Probably take uh, a dozen, like probably six men and women and put them in their NXT and then bring them up through there. Um, and if they don't make it this time around, like maybe they're in the next batch. But the, the idea is to, to get younger uh, instead of getting like people who are in their late 20s who have a, a much shorter shelf life. Oh, OK. That that makes sense. Yeah. So um, but it was just kind of funny. Like he's like finishing school. He's like, yeah, I was just trying to i'm trying to work on my being a salesman like i'm selling cutco you know to try to make some extra money and work on that and all of a sudden i get a, a dm from wwe <laughs> that's oh, wild man. yeah that, that, really, that really is crazy <laughs> oh that's crazy uh but best of luck to abule hope he uh succeeds at the trout this weekend and i hope we succeed at picking some winners because it's been a rough go of it in derby prep season we're in the final two big weeks this weekend it's the arkansas derby the florida derby and the the jeff ruby steaks and tj they spell it s-t-e-a-k-s like the meat instead of like the horse race uh and to talk about it all we've got ej clark on the phone from kentucky winter circle ej it's a it's a big weekend. This is where we we find out who's the best of the best, who can actually win the Kentucky Derby, and uh, I, I hope you got some winners for us. Nick and TJ, good morning. Thanks for having me on. You bet. It's three preps, all one hundred points to the winner, all at a mile and an eighth, and we just have a few more races, as you said, to go on uh, the uh, championship series for these horses to win Derby qualifying points. And where do we start? Well, I tell you what, how about we start with the 1.25 million Arkansas Derby, which is the richest prep race, not only of the weekend, but that is a big purse for sure. The Florida Derby's a million dollars. You want to start there? Yeah, yeah. We'll start in Arkansas where the, the uh, favorite is a, a female. Which you rarely yeah, actually, see in one of these, it, these big-time it races. It is. It, it's D. Wayne Lucas with the girl against the boys. So it's uh, she is a highly touted. She has been working out. I've read reports, guys, where the observers have said in the morning she's working like a monster. Her name is Secret Oak, and she is owned by Breedland Farm. And she is taking a lot of news. She's a daughter of Arrogate, you know, uh, what he did, uh, he was uh, just a great horse, started out awesome. late, didn't make the Triple Crown, but became uh, a horse of the year. So she has won the Honeybee last time. She actually ran on the same day as a Rebel. That was on the undercard. She ran just shy of a second faster than, than Uno Ojo, the uh, upset winner in the Rebel Stakes. Uh, at a mile on the 16th. Same distance, same day. She won the Moth of Washington. And D. Wayne Lucas, who won his first Arkansas Derby way back in 1984 with a filly by the name of Althea. That was four years before he won his first Kentucky Derby with the filly. And uh, as you know, so uh, D. Wayne Lucas with four Kentucky Derbies. Whether she will go on to the Oaks or the Kentucky Derby, we'll see. But she is the favorite. 
and she is the buzz. She has been training so well. So she's drawn post position number six as the favorite down there. We have Doppelganger to talk about, uh, now trained by Tim Yakteen. He's a former assistant to Bob Baffert. The news this week was uh, Bob Baffert uh, uh, sending his horses. Actually, uh, in the last week, he sent his horses, uh, several of his horses, Two other trainers, and Doppelganger is now one that is trained by Tim Yakteen, who is based at Santa Anita Park. Uh, second last time in the San Felipe, and uh, he's a horse you got to take a look at for SF Racing, Starlight Racing, Matacat. John Velasquez will ride from post position number four. Actually, when you look uh, look at this whole field, top to bottom, there's a lot to like in there. Uh, on the end, We the People, of course, Brad Cox is another horse trying to get into the Derby, Cyber Knight, and he's coming off a optional claiming victory uh, with six. Didn't run his uh, mm-hmm. race in the LeCompte Stakes. Uh, Cyber Knight, I think, is going to improve off of that, uh, that allowance race at the fairgrounds last time for Brad Cox. And, of course, uh, Zozos ran second in the Louisiana Derby from his barn. And then you have mm-hmm. a, a hard-knocking horse by the name of Barbara Road, who was third, second, and second in the Rebel Southwest and Smarty Jones, trained by John Ortiz. And uh, Barbara Road's drawn post position number three. He will be um, he will be in the thick of it somewhere at the end there. Um, really, really nice field. Kavad, number one, probably mm-hmm. should set the pace. And uh, it's... Uh, uh, outside of uh, what Secret Oath does, she's a super fast filly and just training lights out. We'll, we'll see what happens for D. Wayne Lucas trying to get back to another Kentucky. It'd be Derby. a great, yeah, it'd be a great story. Kind of like we've got the Coach K retirement tour. You know, D. Wayne gets yes. into his he gets right, his first Arkansas exactly. Derby win with the filly. He gets this one. Get him back in the running for the roses. Um, so I. I Obviously, going to try to beat that horse, but would love to see the Philly running in the Kentucky Derby. We didn't get that with Swiss Skydiver last year. Over in the other race at the Florida Derby, it feels like it's a two-horse race between the Ortiz brothers. Irad Ortiz is on Classic Causeway, and Jose Ortiz is on Simplification. EJ, in, <laughs> in this instance, even though Simplification's done well, like I just I, I like Irad over Jose. Uh, it's just it, it's that simple for me. Well, Irad, uh, you know, he's been the outstanding uh, jockey for two or three years. Of course, Joel Rosario is the reigning uh, outstanding Eclipse-winning jockey. But as you said, when when you look at the Ortiz brothers, when they get on a horse, uh, they're serious, and uh, they're two of the best riders in the country, bar none. Now, uh, Classic Causeway, they were talking about the bluegrass stakes for him after he won the Tampa Bay Derby. And, of course, he won the Sam F. Davis before that, and he was second in the Kentucky Jockey Club. This horse is just just training very, very well. Evidently, uh, I know there was a story out on him earlier that I didn't I didn't really catch, but uh, uh, Brian Lynch must believe that, that he's doing so well right now that maybe, maybe they didn't want to wait for the bluegrass, and uh, there's your opportunity into an, another million-dollar race. So there he is. He's going to take a, a part of the favoritism, simplification, coming off his win in the Fountain of Youth. And this is a horse uh, trained by Antonio Sano. 
And you remember he had Gunnavera, who was in the Derby. I think he ran seventh in the Kentucky Derby a few years ago. He loves the track down there, won the Mucho Macho Man, and uh, t- tossed his head at the break in the Holy Bull. So uh, he got off a, a little slow there, still ran second to uh, White Abario. So you have White Abario here in here, too. So these three horses are the three horses that figure in on paper. There's a, a few other horses that uh, uh, you might look at. A couple are not even nominated to the Triple Crown. But outside of those three that I just mentioned, it's hard to get away from them. Uh, maybe Strike Hard might get a part of it from the rail. But uh, uh, Simplification, Giants Causeway, they're they're obviously the two favorites in the million dollar Florida Derby. EJ, here's my one cameo horse racing question and comment. The Florida Derby has produced the most Kentucky Derby winners since they've been doing the hundred point prep races and also since 2001. So it's recent and it's all time. Why is that? Do you think just the, the, the highest quality race besides the Derby or the highest quality race of the prep races. That's just by nature, or is there something special about it? What's, is there a reason or rationale behind that? I think it's always the East coast horses, the best East coast horses at that, at that point in, you know, in, here in March. Um, and now that the race is, is in April, but they're training at this point, horses are beginning to hit their peak. And I think you you have found the the most ending up in the Florida Derby at the time when these horses are at their best, and they carry that forward. And remember, the point system started with 2013, and that was Orb, and Orb, of course, uh, came out of the Florida Derby. And uh, you've, you've just had so many great horses come out of the Florida Derby. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really no surprise that the Florida Derby has produced the most winners. Of course, in the past, I mean, you know, uh, we've, we've seen, uh, like for example, Nyquist shipped in, here's an example of a West coast horse for Doug O'Neill back in 2016, Nyquist shipped in to uh, Gulfstream Park, won the Florida Derby, and then they sent him to Keeneland to train up to the Kentucky Derby. So um, it, it, it's just a good spot for, for these horses to, to be in. A great purse, a grade one, it's a very key race. Well, EJ, we hope, uh, we hope our pockets are full after this weekend. Only got re- Next weekend's bluegrass is really the last big one before it's time for the Kentucky Derby. It, it, it'll be here before you know it. EJ, we appreciate you joining us as always, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. And thank you. And Tiz the Bomb and Black Adder, the two winners on all weather surfaces in the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Those are the two top horses right there. Okay. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. All right. We- all right. Thanks, EJ. Thank Can't you, forget EJ. about the Jeff Ruby 
stakes, TJ. Why, how, how did I forget about the Jeff Ruby stakes? Yeah, I, I love I love hearing him talk horse racing, and I'm I'm generally I'll bet when I'm at the track, except well, you know, Derby obviously, and all the big races. I'll bet from from home. But if we ever had a segment talking Jeff Ruby stakes, Ooh. I could really ask a lot of questions. I'd be much more informed. <laughs> but that's why we have EJ on, and now I know. Yeah. If you don't know, now you know, TJ. And DJ. Our horse racing expert. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Don't forget to download the app, become a Refresher New Rewards member, and you will save money each and every time you go to the pump. I'm driving all around town all throughout the day. It's great just knowing that uh, the price I see, I'm not really paying that price. I get I get the special the special privilege price, and that's using the Thornton's app. Text on in. We've got more text to read. Uh, I know there's a few other things that we wanted to get to, Roush. I, I think we should just hit a few texts before we get to our final break. How about that? Okay. Yeah, that's a good call. Let's do that. Oh, where are we? Good morning, guys. Assault by law has to be pressed by the victim, just like spousal abuse, rape, and many more. I would say your phrase, but not appropriate. Again, the dingus proves he is the smartest on the show. Have a great day. That's from UK Pass. No, oh, always, always yeah. pleasant hearing from you, UK Pass. Look forward to hey, your by next the way, text, buddy. By, by the way, we skipped a text. How do I order the Big X golf card? Well, simple. Just go to BigXSportsRadio.com, or you can call 812-725-1457. The golf card, great deal. Five courses, under $25 a round. You've got Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana, Old Capitol in Corden, Chariot Run, and Jeff Elks and Valley View, all on that golf card, under $25 a round. BigXSportsRadio.com. Man, God, we didn't think good job, Scoots. I'm glad we didn't miss that text. That would have been a disaster. Can't miss that one. Way to go. You nailed it. You nailed it. Um, a texter says, okay, TJ, I'll stomach your World Cup qualifying talk, but now you say the Masters is the most overrated sporting event. Probably your worst KRC performance. Take out your Vuvuzela and suck it. <laughs> I just love the notion of taking out your Vuvuzela. <laughs> All right, so something has to be the most overrated. That's what you do, or I guess you 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 do more blowing with the Vuvuzela than you do with the sucking, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, they were fun. I mean, that was a fun that was a fun time. That was when we were in high school too. So got to do that, which was neat. Um, well, I mean, so some sporting event has to be the most overrated. What else would it be? Daytona. Daytona. Yeah, I, I've got Daytona properly rated as suck. <laughs> so it, it, you know, you're right that like it, it's a we're we're not doing personal opinion. Well, at the end of the day, all of this is personal opinion, but talking collectively. If well, we can. The, the, I, th I think to make something overrated, you have to actually enjoy it to a degree in in order for it to be overrated. Like Indy 500, I just don't get. So like, I don't care oh, about it. Oh, so overrated. So overrated. But, but I would, <laughs> I would, I would put Indy 500 up there just because like, yeah, for I, sure. I, I don't, I mean, they make a whole That's like the two answer, weeks. That's the answer. Oh, I did it then. Wow. Yeah. Congrats to me. Yeah, that's Indy 500 is, and I've I've been. It is overrated. My brother-in-law, he they they 
they're not even from Indy per se, um, but they're from Indiana. They love it. And he always says that, you know, if I went with him, I'd have a good time. And I'm sure I probably would, but I've, oh, it's, it's a lot and it's a ton of people and watching on TV is no better. And being there was miserable. So that, that should tell you how I feel about watching it on television. So, <laughs> so it's just, it's never even circle. And it's never even on my radar. So, like, again, maybe that is collectively the most overrated. It does get a ton of attention. You're right. Like, I'm not saying I would much a billion times over. I'm watching every every inch of the Masters that I can. I do enjoy it. But one, the course is the course. You know, it's basically the same. They do pin locations with minor changes throughout each year. And then two my biggest issue is they don't show it. So if they showed it more, it would deserve the hype that it's, it's almost by default. It's overrated at almost no fault to the masters itself. So I think they would argue that by limiting the supply, it increases demand thoughts. Stupid, dumb. That's like, that's like not, that's like having a great product and not selling more of it. It just well, doesn't make it just doesn't it, make sense. It worked well for the, all those toys in the '90s, like your Tickle Me Elmos and whatnot. That was a big marketing thing. You wanted people to go crazy about it, and you did so by producing less than the the demand on the market. Well, I hope that they made a killing because they're all out of business. Uh, does anybody care about Beanie Babies anymore? Mm, no, I don't think so. Wish I'd have saved them. I don't care about them a lot more. Uh, I know a bunch. My my mother in law still has a bunch at her house. Duke likes to play with them every now and then. Uh, Roush, maybe you need to go snag those. Have you seen what Beanie Babies go for nowadays? Holy smokes! Yeah, but they're not like. I don't think they. I think they don't do that. I think it's only like. There's only a few like there's that. There's only like a, few, in like a yeah. case, and they need to have the tag and all that. And I don't think that's like a lot of these would probably just like. Beanie Babies they gave out at McDonald's. Because I, I do was, remember yeah. them having those for a little while. Now, there was this push where, Justin, you were right, where it was just like any Beanie Baby was considered gold. It was just how much gold was it? And that <laughs> lasted like a couple of weeks. And then people were like, oh, this. Yeah, now, why, now there's only a why? list of like eight, eight to ten of them. But I had, I, I looked at the list not too long ago. I had three or four of them. So that kind of kind of irks me. But no baby. This one's the most rare, the Millennium Bear. Like, yeah, I remember all that stuff. Oh yeah, and I think we would, yeah, we would always have we'd have drafts based on like priority, the family, our my brother and sister. Uh, we were pretty cool growing up. No big deal. Really? But like each one, you know, the, each tag would have like a story, and some would be fun, some would be sad, some some you wouldn't care about. But yeah, there were there were some that were real hot commodities. There was mm-hmm. the tie dye one. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Tie dye bear. That was a big, big one. Deal. The Prin- the Princess Diana one. Holy smokes, that was a big deal. <laughs> the polar bear the bull one was, was always cool. my favorite. Oh yeah, the bull was a big like one. The Chicago bull one. Yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a big part of our childhood. Uh, all right, let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll get back to the Thornton's text line. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Ideas. 
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Mr. Environmental's also a, a hunter. It's kind of an interesting combination. I hunt quail, Jeremy. They're overpopulated in this region, and they're decimating the grubworm population. You got a problem with that? Not nearly as much as I do with the uh, attire that you have on, or just your general point of view towards everybody. But let's go kill some birds. I'm psyched. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your rainy, kind of ugly, muddy Thursday. But hey, at least it's not super cold outside. That's nice. Uh, don't hold me to this. This may be the last day to use your $6 entree at Salsaritas. Uh, that may just be a March thing. Not 100% sure. It may also already be over. I don't know. Haven't looked into it totally. Uh, but I'm going to go today. I'm going to find out. And you should also go to Salsaritas yourself. They have two locations in town, Middletown and St. Matthews. Today may be a nice just drive-through day. Don't worry about getting out of the car stepping in a puddle or anything like that that would be middletown uh if you do decide to go inside you nice warm cozy in the saint matthew's newly renovated dining area and they have the best fountain powerade in all the land go to salsaritas today maybe have a six dollar entree if you don't then you probably have some money off if you downloaded the salsaritas app everything it makes everything easier saves you money saves you time so check out Salsaritas. You will not be disappointed. All right. We got more text to get to. Oh, we do have more text to get to. I don't know what made me think of this, uh, but Superbad was on yesterday. And just like we randomly had it on while we were making dinner and playing movie. baby and doing stuff like that. I, it, it, it is just such a great movie. Would, wouldn't you consider it a an American classic? I don't know about that. No. Yeah. I think it is. I think by every, I think by, I think it's an American classic comedy. It's just, it, it holds up. We are now, it is crazy to say this. We are 15 years from super bad. Yeah. I mean, and and it's still, you watch it and it's just, it's just like, you know, Christmas vacation in terms of just like, you're always going to have those laughs. You're always going to have those laughs. You've got it in the wrong category, TJ. It's, it's, it's a classic coming of age film. And like each generation has different ones. Dugan had fast times at Ridgemont high. Uh, We have super bad. Like the, there was the, the porkies back in the day. Like there's, there's a lot of these kinds of movies this one might be the best of the bunch, and it's but it's ours. Um, yeah, but Fast Times is a classic too. Yeah, but a great American classic is much more generalized, and I don't, you know, you think of like Titanic and like Casablanca. I I, I think it's super bad. Like it is one of the all it is it's one of the all time comedies. Thus, yeah, and a classic. Yeah, no, I would I, rather I just watch disagree with Fast Times. I'd rather watch Fast what? Times than Super Bad. Yeah. What? I, I thought oh, yeah. I didn't think Super Bad was great. 
Oh man, what, what was the last like time you out of my life in high school? It was like, how do we get beer and go to parties and hit on girls? And we really have no <laughs> idea about what we're doing, but we're going to act like we know what we're doing, and we're going to use as much foul mouth language as possible. When was the last time you watched it, Justin? Uh, admittedly, it's been probably seven, eight years, but I I didn't care for it. You should go back and watch it. Every time you watch it, you'll just pick up something different. And I've seen that movie, I mean, countless, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of times. But uh, like on when the uh, when when they're fighting that man on the bus and the bottle goes up in the air, just how dramatic they make that scene and they like zoom in on people's faces or just people's faces in the background. It's, it's so good. And while people probably haven't been in that exact situation, they've been in something similar where it feels like time is frozen or something like that. It, it, it's such a it's such a great movie all around. But I think we're just kind of splitting hairs on the 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 words. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely with you though, as far as it being just like an all timer. Like it's it's one of my favorite movies. Scoots is the only one who. Uh, who who's He's against it? So that, that actually may that may also tell us something. All right, let's get back to this text line. We got a long way to go. 502-414-1450. A texter says, okay. Or uh, by the way, United States World Cup. They did they did lose yesterday, yep. but only by two, by, though. Not by six. So they are officially in. The draw is tomorrow, which is awesome. I can I think it's at noon, I want to say. Cannot wait for it. Basically, your fate. It could be a nice path. Hopefully, you maybe get with Qatar and you're in that number one group. Uh, that would be pretty cool. But you could also just get, and it often seems like this does happen to the Americans, a group of death, and you're just like, well, it was fun to qualify, but now it's going to take something maybe special to figure it out. But despite last night, last night being an exception, although we knew what was on the line, been playing well. I think it's the most talent the United States has had maybe ever. Just and if you look at the roster and you go across where these guys are playing, it has never really been like this before. And it's still really young, which is crazy. I, I would think that when the United States hosts in 2026, we'll all everybody, the talking point will be this is if the United States is ever going to seriously compete for a World Cup championship. It's going to be in 2026, but I think a run is on the table, but it all starts with where you get drawn and that's tomorrow. So we shall see. I'm very excited about it. The texture says Matt Turner should be our number one keeper for the world cup. I don't know if that, if I agree or not, because I've never heard that name until today. <laughs> I don't know. I, I do. I, ultimately I agree, but Stefan is, uh, you know, gives you something to think about. So Luckily, we've got months to figure it out. John here. Good morning, peeps. I'm on the road for work heading to French Lick Resort for a student success summit. Have you guys been to this resort? If so, what do you guys think about it? Also, it'd be cool to see the legend Larry Bird. He's definitely a better basketball player than LeBron. So suck it to LeBron. Got to go. Talk to you later. You no need to live with hate in your heart about LeBron. But that being I used said, to go to that resort. Bird, right. I used to go there every summer when I was a kid. To that I've heard good things. Heard the heard yeah. the, the dome is cool, and heard the the golf. I've heard the golfing is very difficult, not easy at all. It is not. I have not, no. but it's fun. Ooh, another texter brings up a good point that I just didn't want to step on your point to to 
you were on a roll, TJ, but Roush was talking about the year the tournament got canceled, March sucking worse. That's what I Oh, yeah. sorry. I thought you said last year, um, but sorry. Apologies. All good. So, that being said. It not being yeah. in the tournament at all is much worse. Like I don't know. I mean, at least we don't have to worry about Duke, UNC, Kansas, everybody losing their minds. Well, people were losing their minds, but at least it wasn't about sports for a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm taking 2020 March over this March. I've I've just I, I've had to uh, grow to accept some things and uh, accepting that Duke's winning it all and just betting them heavily is how I'm getting through this weekend. So can't lose either way. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I, I like it. But hey, I'm just not letting Duke hold any power over me. Good luck to the Blue Devils. I just hope everybody has fun. Nobody gets hurt, and everybody plays hard. Uh, one team's got to win. Might as well that's, be. A, that's, that's the thing I've got to remember is that, like, you know, in that Duke UNC game, there is no winner. Somebody's got to win. That's fine. Just give me to Monday. And it all comes down to Monday. Saturdays, whatever. Maybe Duke loses. That'd be nice. If UNC wins, that's, again, they're really chomping at the heels on the national title race. I'm not thrilled about that either. It all comes down to Monday, anyways. Uh, Texter says, fire Cal, Linders. So like firefighter fire calendars are these two different textures justin or was this the same texture i'm pretty sure it's the same texture cal lenders must change must adjust we're going away from julian <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm waiting for the april fool's players decision to pop up tomorrow and make all the coolest fans really upset that's from brett you feel like April Fool's, though. Like, as much as it's a thing, it's not a thing. I think it's very much a thing. But I think it's so much a thing that it's a thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, makes perfect sense. <laughs> no, really, though. Like, I think everybody is just now expecting there to be goofy stuff. Everybody's skeptical of what they hear, see, or read. Yes, you'll get somebody that will forget what day it is. Or there'll be a tweet that gets retweeted from like a goofy fake account, which got me. Uh, I, I've only been got got like a maybe you, once or twice. Michael Strahan's teeth got you. you, you I got, yeah, I, I, I got I, I got got, but you know, such such is life. I fixed it, I corrected it, and and life went on. But yeah, you'll get some people that will get that. But I think everybody's got a their head in the right position. I hope so. Uh, Texter says the largest football game ever was at Bristol Motor Speedway between Virginia Tech and Tennessee. 157,000 people. I remember that. Um, didn't wasn't that the Tennessee garbage can game? I don't know. It was it was right around that era though of Tennessee football where like that that garbage can was was pretty popular. I sure wish Kentucky played somebody besides Popcorn State in the out of conference. One of your all time bad takes, Roush, that you <laughs> like the. The cupcakes. Hell, I'm going to dial in. Texture says, I can relate. I also don't like when people don't like the information that shouldn't be liked by folks who claim to like it, but don't like it. That's about as confusing as my word salad I made. Justin, you've been doing this radio show for so long with two UK fans and fans texting in and still don't understand why this fan base needs to know every aspect of the football and basketball team. We live and die for this stuff. 
Yeah, no, and I get that. Like, it's not just Kentucky. There's a lot of universities like that. I just, I, I don't know. I'm kind of an old curmudgeon. Get off my lawn. I want things back to the way they used to be. It was the same thing with Neil when it was passed. Texter, Justin wants you to know that whatever, and you're not special either because other fan bases have people like you too, you dweeb. Yeah. Right, Justin? Suck. Yeah. Man. Dexter says, "Morning, guys. Have to apologize, but this is the first time I've to I've turned in. I think they mean tuned in. Tuned in since that happened. Was hoping the depression would ease, but nope. Haven't been able to bring myself to watch or care about basketball. And the current states of the Final Four won't change that. So bring on the football talk. Hell, bring that horse racing guy on for a full hour now. That now until Derby, maybe have the PTI style segment with Lucy and Duke. Well, gotta stop typing and get back to work. Have a good day, guys. Man, that's rough. You've been you've been blocked away and i totally get it when my teams lose uh, sometimes i do sometimes i don't it's not universal anymore but i used to have a probably a 10 to 15 year stage where when my teams lost i just needed to kind of check out of sports altogether for a week but it's been a, it's been a while that's been it's been a little bit but glad to have you back buddy another texture says you guys are butchering these rock bands my matchbox 20 sung 3 a.m man i always get those mixed up Match for the record, third eye blind. Third eye blind the, does a semi-charmed life. For the record, I openly admit, music, bands, songs, it all kind of sounds familiar in my brain, but I can't really ever place like who One, is who, who's saying what, who did that. Yeah, but I, I, I do, you know, I'm familiar with it all. I do listen to music, just don't ever really take the time to learn who I'm listening to. Texture says, you guys are, oh, I'm sorry, Indiana Tim here. What the heck is a mutt? It's uh, it's the opposite of an arrogant rat. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess. How, How would the- a Thornton's donut hold up after being shipped to Texas? Uh, I probably wouldn't do that. They're best fresh, which they make every morning. So try them today. Yeah, you know, I, it would arrive. I think it would. You'll be in town someday. Texan. Yeah, enjoy Bucky's in the meantime. Uh, another texture has some my morning jacket uh, advice. Uh, one big holiday and circuital are up there as far as their their top songs. So there you go. There enough. you have it, folks. Yeah, I'm glad you read that second song. You're welcome. <laughs> On top of your good reasons, there's also a sixty million dollar buyout too. I don't see message boards fronting that either. No, uh, they don't. Mm, they really don't. But hey, maybe I'll maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll be wrong in one of two ways. I've, uh, as Calipari would say, what was that in seventy three? <laughs> seventy three that I was wrong. Um, I've been wrong before. But one, maybe I'll be wrong, and the team that they put together won't be great. And if that happens, I will I will be singing a different tune, not one of firing, but I may be joining some of the grumpy grumps in terms of just being miserable all the time. I don't know. We'd have to see. Mm. Or maybe I'd talk myself into the team being good. Maybe that's the more likely situation. Secondly, 
I maybe maybe fans are so upset that the team will be good, Roush, but people still don't show up for games, and ever it will it will truly be, and then the team's still good, and people don't show up. I'll be shocked if that happens, but I guess there's a possibility. But I, what will happen is time over the summer, people will chill out, and we'll we'll all be ready to go come November. Another texture says, longest stretch in program history without a one seed, worst season in program history, worst turning loss in program history. You guys have your heads in the sand. Well, no, we're just saying that, like, okay. I, I think we can agree, TJ, that things aren't as good as they once were, but they're not as bad as they seem to be. I mean, Kentucky finished the regular season fifth in the AP poll. They were a two seed. Uh, they were going to be a two seed. Yeah, such a dumb thing to say about the, about the one seed. They were a two seed in 17. They were a two seed in 19. They were two seed in 20. They were a two seed yeah. in 2022. And right, then like, they were in the they were in the four or five game the other two times. Like that is not, they yes, they haven't been a one seed, but shucks, they have been awfully close to that. I think um, if you wanted to make an argument about the 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 most significant differences in the first part of the Cal era and the second part of the Cal era, um, when you kind of draw that line of demarcation, it is the like instead of being top four, you're five through eight. Like that's correct. That, that, that correct. that's that's where Kentucky is is like you aren't the best, but you're one of the best. That's kind of the conversation UK's been in and it's not a bad one to be in. And it's and it's not a head in the sand thing. And also, I would say that just you don't get the dominant top end talent like you did. But I don't think you just tear down the entire building when you're so close. Yeah. Yes, it's not in the current state that we all fell in love with it. But I also, you're right next to it. You're right there. And you have the person that did it in the first place. Don't you think it'd be easier to just take that tiny little step forward? than to take it all down and then do it all again with somebody new. It, it's just, uh, it's, again, it, it's not, it's not logical to well, do that. And, it, and, it's not, and, and, and of course it's not going to happen financially. So then it just turns into people are whining to the clouds. Well, and I'm also one of those two TJ where like, I can only deal with negativity so much before it like affects my personal life. And I just can't, I can't, I can't live my life that way. I can't be just mad and pissy all the time. Like it, it does me no good. It makes me feel miserable. I feel literally sick, like I did the week after the tournament. And I, I got to move on. And that's that's kind of how the show is. Like I'm just ready to move forward. Get this stupid month over with. St. Peter's coach Shaheen Holloway accepts Seton Hall head coaching position. Good for him that everybody saw that coming. Mm -hmm. On Justin not liking everyone knowing everything now, he just hates that someone else knows something before he does. LOL. Oh, wow. Boom roasted. Because I, I, I don't, I truly couldn't care less about information like this. I mean, I, I'll start to care when the season rolls around. And maybe that's a flaw for me. I don't know. I knew I knew Cal was done when he let those players kneel down in Gainesville. That's from <laughs> Big Blue Bill. Uh, who on the Sports Stalker crew would be most likely to play heel? Uh, Justin. Is that a yeah, card game? Justin. Yeah, probably me for sure. Uh, we got to really get moved through these. I got to get going. Do you guys think Scandarello will? How do you actually pronounce it? Scandarello. Scangarello. 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 Uh, Scangarella will use much QB run in his offense. Seems like last year, Levis might have slow start at times, but once he took off and popped someone, it would get him going. That's true. 
I agree with that. Yeah, and Cohen was hesitant at the beginning of the season, but initially let it rip. I, I think you'll see it similar similarly where they aren't going to roll out. Of, they're going to throw him into the fire a bunch against like you know Youngstown State and Miami of Ohio. They're going to want to preserve him, but you you can't not let Levis loose. You know you that that's part of his game, and that's what makes him such a good quarterback, and that's what energizes the offense is watching him get out there and run behind his pad. So. Um, yes, I, it will be a part of the offense, more or less. I don't know, but I do think that when you don't have to, then you're not going to. Also, I don't think it's a bad idea sometimes to to wait to use Levis in the run game. Let Rodriguez wear down a defense, and then you can have Levis hit some, you know, lower shoulder into some folks too, which we don't want all the time. We want Levis to be healthy and not take hits, ideally. But still, that's a pretty, that's a lot. That's a that's a lot of punches to take from the Kentucky backfield, which is exciting, but they also have versatility and they're fast. And that's why we should all be pretty pumped up about this offense, assuming they can get somebody in on the offensive line, even if they don't, but still. Walker thinks it's going to be a top 10 offense nationally. So he's he's really high on it. Luck it's not rainbows and butterflies either. And he is, he knows his, his football. He doesn't know how to pick games though. We we, we did have reached that conclusion. Yeah, that was weird. Does Kenny Payne get red carpet ride to this year's Kentucky Derby? I'm sure he'll do the call to the, he does call call up the riders. He'll probably do Uh, that like Oaks day. They usually, then they'll get like some like B list celebrity for Derby day. Cal's done Derby day before. He's done Derby day. I know uh, Jack Harlow was supposed to do it until somebody got shot at one of his shows. I think I think all the I think uh, I mean Rick Pitino I think that I think they've all done the call up the jockeys. Was Teddy Bridgewater Derby or Oaks? I remember him being pretty good. Oh, okay, well yeah, could be it then. Uh, Texter says, "Where do we start? We're going to start where EJ tells us to start. He killed it today. E to the J." <laughs> Texter says, "Please tell me this horse racing segment is an early April Fool's joke." Uh, Texter says, "Stop the call immediately." The major quit. The major yeah. league. The the major league baseball all star game is by far the most overrated. Ooh, sport. yeah, good call there. But that's just because nothing's going on, so we're desperate. Well, no. maybe ever since. Maybe ever since they stopped playing for home field, what a mistake! What a disaster! You actually had something that had your all star game stand out from other all star games, and then what do you do? You take it away, and now nobody cares. Oh, man, this is a good text from Keith. The Beanie Baby craze lasted about a year. My mom was the sales rep for the state of Kentucky. She always gave me something to sell on eBay. That's how I paid my rent through college, selling stupid overpriced toys across the country. That's crazy. <laughs> that is uh, wild. Ooh, this is a great text. Superbad is good, but it's no American Pie. American Pie gave a Stifler's mom, MILF, and this one time at band camp. See, that's an example of, like, that was the generation before us. They, they had American Pie, which is great. I love it. But that was that was that, for, for those folks. The great point. No, you're right that like you you can point to uh, somewhat a coming to age movie for generation, but I, I still feel like there's there's enough room for in the classic category. American Pie is a classic. Superbad is a classic. Oh man, American Pie is pretty great. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Maybe that'll be a weekend watch. I'm kind of interested to watch the show where he plays a preacher. It's like a Fox sitcom. That's mm-hmm. new. I, I wouldn't mind like just rolling through a couple of them without commercials to see if it's worth a damn. Yeah. Yeah. You let me know how it goes. After <laughs> the Bengals lost the Super Bowl, I had no energy to watch the Cats play Tennessee and Knoxville. I just knew somehow they were going to lose. And that was really 
one of the I mean, really the two Tennessee games were the only regular season games that were just kind of complete stinkers. Where it was just well, like that one, the one big one. Like, I guess you're talking about conference tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, obviously the one at Rupp was probably awesome. the right. highlight of the season. Winning at Kansas, obviously, probably number one, and then that one's one B. But both both were great, and they were in such a close frame that you were like, boy, nothing stopping the Cats. And then. Well, March happened, and that can happen, and it stinks, and it can cause chaos and disaster within a, but a March isn't happening anymore, though, TJ. It's getting the hell out of here. And it's over. March 2022, next time you all hear us on radio, it's long and gone. It's to the history books, and that is, and we're thankful for that because what a terrible March it was. All right, everybody, have a great Thursday. We will be back tomorrow, April. That is April 1st, so be on the lookout for some shenanigans. Uh, certainly we'll have technical difficulties or something. I don't know. We'll figure it. <laughs> something will happen. Have a good day. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker. Oh, Nick Justin Kalen. See you. Tell me that you wait for me. Hold me like you never let me go.